gets in your way, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. That's another check of your time saver traffic. Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Monday, March 7th. This is Drive Time Lincoln. I am Commander Jack Riggins. It's 1499.32. Johnny Cadillac is uh, behind the producing deck. And we have uh, Matt Schulte in to discuss his candidacy once again uh, for county commissioner and to talk about uh, different uh, items going on around the city of Lincoln and thoughts like that. Uh, Milk. Milk. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, I was just thinking as you were introducing me, I didn't tell you this story that I had when I was running for off. I was out pounding, you know, those big signs, four by eight signs. Okay, yes. You put those big stakes in the ground. They're like, I don't know, seven feet tall. So I was pounding one in with a post pounder and I lifted it up too high, went to pound it in and it ricocheted off the top of the post and gashed me in the head yes so i hit the ground bleeding my kids were there and i ended up walking away with seven staples so i had quite the experience seven staples in my yes, head. yes i think i did post- see at some point you know you literally have blood and tears involved <laughs> yes. in this candidacy exactly yeah it's exactly. pretty funny hey let me do a programming note here real quick and then we'll get to matt we are going to take callers in the second segment uh like the fact that a political candidate uh is opening it up to the public because this is the people's platform um uh, but there will be only a 30 minute show tomorrow due to husker sports uh, Roy Christensen, a candidate for state legislature, will be on to get a little more detailed into his platform and thoughts. Uh, Wednesday, no drive time, Lincoln. And then Thursday, probably the show, not probably, um, it is the show that I'm most excited about. So I hope it works out um, because there's been a lot of thought and a lot of work into getting this. But we're going to have uh, trans activist uh, Natalie Weiss on. Um, we have met, so- not several times, we've met, we've talked a lot on on text trying to figure out the right thing but but we really want to talk about civil discourse and and showcase that really it's the only way forward on hard issues in america and this of course came about uh with the fairness ordinance and i am more than happy to do that as a matter of fact i completely agree i know that i get fired up and i probably at times push civil discourse away as the host of this show um but i'll tell you this um there is common ground um i absolutely believe in safety and security for all people um and i think that that is something as a community we always need to strive for and unfortunately, um, if you're following the news, due to um, the death uh, of a trans um, person, Milo, um, mental health issues. Um, I believe in mental health issues and solving that for all, uh, especially in the LGBTQ plus community, because um, there is some uniqueness there. So, I, you know, again, commonality, safety and security. And probably for me, the first time I could agree with uh, counselor or councilman Beckius and Bowers on, you know, the importance of mental health awareness and raising that across everybody in the community. 
Um, and certainly, you know, that does. That goes back to my vet time and dealing with that with uh, soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marine. But, yeah, I'm really excited to have trans activist uh, Natalie Weiss on and, uh, and to show that two people that probably think very different about things can have civil discourse and can begin to, you know, work through uh, community-wide problems. So that's the week, folks. Uh, Matt Schulte. Again, running for county commissioner. It is his second time on the show. I will say this. Any political candidate is more than welcome to come on my show. I always give you the time. uh, First visit to tell your platform, reach out to people. Um, You know, if you keep coming back on, I may ask a few more questions. It might get harder. We might open it up to callers. In this case, Matt Schulte's opening it up to callers second segment. But uh, Matt, let's talk about the platform and where people can find you just in case they don't know. Yeah, sure. So my name's Matt Schulte. I'm running for the Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. Um, as I've been involved, I, many of you know that in the past I've been in elected office. I ran for county treasurer four years ago. And so I've been very interested and attentive to what's going on fiscally in our county for a while. And so clearly have an interest in it. Uh, bent there. Um, as I continue to look at what the Lancaster County Board is doing, a couple things really come to my mind that I really want to f- stand up and fight for. Number one is I really want to fight to keep low, overhead low and get the maximum dollar going to the right projects. Um, over the last 10 years, the Lancaster County budget has exceeded inflation by 178%. And that's after taking out some of the ARPA money. So the budget just continues to grow, growing significantly over inflation. I uh, am. I constantly say on air that we have a lot of money in this county. <laughs> um, but yeah, interesting stat. Yep. So uh, I definitely want to stand up and to eliminate some wasteful spending, make sure our tax dollars are being used to the best of their ability. Um, and so I, that's one of my kind of number one interests is the fiscal responsibility of our county. You really want to fight for that. I hear that over and over again when I'm talking to people on the phone or knocking on doors. You know, property tax rates are just a big time concern. No surprise there. We all know that that's a big concern, but um, the county budget is a significant part of that. And so I'd love to be a part of leaning in and fighting for. Uh, better use of, of our tax dollars and not growing that at, as fast as we have been these last few years. So, um, Matt, uh, besides injuring yourself, you said something off air. I think it would be good to share about uh, actually showing up, walking doors, and and what one of the Lincolnites said to you. Oh, uh, that's uh, so. Yesterday, I was out uh, walking on knocking on doors, and uh, this gal answered the door. She was so excited. She's like, "You're Matt Schulte. You're right here. I." I get to meet you. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then she looked at my palm card and she goes, you got a good photographer, which means to me, I look better on the photo than I do in real person. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, th- to be honest, who, who, if you have a good photographer and a good team, who doesn't look better, that's honestly, good point. right? But that would be a little bit shocking as you're trying to, you know, uh, deal with kind of an excited constituent and, and, and then, you know, they say that, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. We had a great conversation and I, she told me her daughter lives a few doors down. And so, yeah, we had a, we had a good conversation, but yes, I look better on paper than in person. Absolutely. Uh, give the website. Got to do that stuff. Yep. Vote Schulte. 
Um, you can find me. That's Vote Schulte on Facebook. VoteSchulte.com as well has some information. A couple other things that I really am standing for. I am a conservative Republican. Absolutely. You'll see that on my information. You'll see that on my postcards. You'll see it anywhere. Um, I'm a conservative Republican. So I really think of myself as a for the people kind of guy. I want to stand for our freedoms. I'm a pro-life, pro-public safety, pro-business, and pro-election security, absolutely, as well. That's something that we probably never thought we needed to say until a couple years ago, but pro-election security is a, is, is a big issue in our community as well right now. Uh, speaking of that, uh, and you're right, it is a growing swell across the nation. It's a growing swell in Nebraska, you know, and, and there's a lot that I don't cover with that yet, you know, because I don't know on some of it. But one of the things that I do know right here in the county that has to do with if you're elected is things like Zuckerbucks and outside grants to help our elections and, and ballot boxes or extra ballot boxes. Where do you stand on that stuff? That's a great question. So I just want to clarify for everybody so we know what we're talking about. Lancaster County took $404,000 from a foundation. This found this money has been called Zuckerbucks and many because a lot of it comes from Mark Zuckerberg and the the initial idea was to help elections happen in a COVID world. What ended up happening was that ballot boxes got distributed across the city rather than having them securely out front of the election commissioner's office. Um, There was a major increase in mail-in balloting, which has been concerning for many people. And so the way I see it, I thought the way we were doing it was giving plenty of chances to vote. You still had the chance to vote in your precinct in your neighborhood the day of, you could show up at the election commissioner's office for something like 45 days before the election and vote early in their office. You could still drop off a mail-in box right there at their office anytime. And I, I feel like that's sufficient, created a lot of opportunities for people to vote safely, securely. So I'm not a fan of these ballot boxes, unsecured ballot boxes across the state or across the city. I'm not a fan of taking outside money to impact our elections. We don't need that. To your point, we got enough money in our community. We don't need some outside foundation from outside the state in giving us money to influence our elections. Yeah, and folks, the official title is uh, Center for Tech and Civic Life. If you just Google it, you're going to see that there's been all kinds of shenanigans across the United States dealing with this very same dynamic. And interesting that Lancaster County was the only one that did it. And if you'll remember, Secretary of State Bob Evnen was on the show, and he talked about, you know, the the biggest concern is ballot harvesting and around ballot boxes when it comes to election integrity. So... Again, um, yeah, that's a no bueno for me. <laughs> you know, I, I'm i glad to know that you don't support it at all. Um, you know, another issue that's huge um, around uh, the, the, the county commission is the wind farm, solar farms, those type of things. That issue that has kind of been ongoing, but it's kind of, I want to say it's in the middle, but not really. Um, you know, help, help me understand that. It's in the middle for those of us that live in Lincoln. Um, I found, though, as I've been talking to people that live outside of Lincoln, live closer to these areas where these have been proposed and are going to happen, it's a big, still in your face issue right now. And they're very upset about it. And I think rightfully so for a lot of different reasons. I had the chance uh, this last spring to drive through the Mojave Desert. We were going from 
Los Angeles to Las Vegas. We're on a little family vacation out there. There's these big, huge solar farms. And I look at that and go, that is the right place for a solar farm. It's not in someone's backyard. It's in a place where there's a ton of sun and is generating electricity close to a high population place. And so that for me is the equation that makes a lot of sense. Remote location, um, lots of sun for a solar farm, obviously, and near a high population place. Here in Lincoln, in Lancaster County, as we think about a solar farm east of Lincoln, not tons of sun. I mean, we get sun, but not like the Mojave Desert. <laughs> so that's, that's, that strikes an issue for me. Major property rights issues. I mean, we are, if a solar farm gets built there, then we can never build houses there. Like that, it just limits our ability as a county to grow in that direction. And it's pretty close to Lincoln. Um, it, additionally, it's infringing on people's property rights by allowing these things to be and majorly impacting, negatively impacting the co- the value of their property by allowing these things to literally go around their property on three different sides in some cases. And so I feel like the Lancaster County Board got that wrong. They should have created larger setbacks or not approved it. Um, same thing with solar, with a wind farm down more in southwest Lancaster County, um, where you got that infringing on pre- people's property values and things like that. And so I, I think we got that wrong here in Lancaster County. Yeah, and what I meant with in the middle was it's it's been voted on, but it's still kind of being enacted and so um as leadership you know as there always is elections and elections have consequences you know that is something you're saying you champion taking a look at that and figuring ways to mitigate as best you can well and i think probably one of the most repulsive things about those so the wind farm in southwest lancaster county I, i've talked to a number of people that put together a group opposed to the wind farm and they went to the county board the current representative and said hey we don't want this and and, um, you know, all this stuff, and there's this kind of sense of she's going to be our champion for us and that. But then you turn around, and her largest donor last year was a wind farm. Mm. And I go, this doesn't, this, this doesn't, this doesn't taste right. This isn't right. You know, if you're going to be, if you're going to really be for the people, then be for the people and don't take money from the group advocating for it. Yeah. I, I would be re- remiss if I don't ask you about, uh, Fairness ordinance. Even though you're you're applying for county board, this is a, a big, probably most controversial issue in in Lincoln in years. Um, what what are your thoughts on that and observations? That's a great question. So the fairness ordinance, there was obviously petitions collected. And I'll be very clear about it. I think the people have spoken loudly. Eighteen thousand five hundred and one signatures have been collected. My signature was one of them, and those. 18,501 signatures have been collected to push back against the liberal left agenda that the city council has been peddling. And I stand with the people of Lincoln in their opposition to Title 11. The changes are vague, they're broad, they're far-reaching, they're excessively punitive in their redefinition of sex and gender. And I think I stand with the people of Lincoln in their petition. Absolutely do. And as a matter of fact, I even probably take it a step further and say, The city charter is abundantly clear. The city council has two options now. They either need to rescind it or they need to put it to a vote of the people. And I vote, put it to a vote of the people. Put it to a vote of the people. If that many signatures, we know what the result will be, but put it to the vote of the people. There's going to be very little cost if it gets put into the November election to let, let the people vote. One of the things that I'm a big champion of is transparency and government 
government governance. Um, what are your thoughts on on what you've seen? Um, you know, from the city council as well as the county board over the last year. I mean, it appears to me that there's transparency on some issues. I didn't feel that at least coming up to um, the fairness ordinance, there was tons of transparency. Um, thoughts on transparency in government? Well, I would absolutely like to see. I wish that conversations that are happening in committees and things like that for these different boards would be more public, would be more engaging, would engage more people. I heard that a lot on the school board, just the need to be more transparent. I agree. We need to be more transparent. It's a little bit of a mechanical, how do we be more transparent? Um, and so I, I totally a fan of it. I'd like to see us talking about things further in advance, but probably I'd also like to hear, see elected officials responding to the public comment that is happening and engaging that a little more. Yeah. I, to me, I, it's been very interesting watching and kind of the mum nature on both sides of the political aisle, uh, with issues that affect the city. Again, we're on with, uh, Matt Schulte, who's running for county board or county commissioner, however you want to look at it. A county board <laughs> person is called a county commissioner. Um, and he is, uh, he's throwing his hat in the ring. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, CRT and, and health standards and then, uh, open the phone line. The call line 402-479-1414. That's another check of your time saver traffic. I'm Chris Ofgren. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Oh, man. We are back. We've just got a little two minutes here. We've got a phone call. Holy cow. Johnny, figure what that phone call is. Somebody's hot to trot. Um, we're on with uh, Matt Schulte uh, discussing uh, his candidacy for school board. Again, uh, pro. Did I say school board? I meant county board. Yes, county board. Thank you. Um, I think that's because when I left, we were going to go, we were going to go <laughs> and talk. Just your thoughts on CRT and health standards, and we will get to that in the beginning of the second segment. Um, call line will be open, folks. Uh, second segment um, with uh, candidate for county board Matt Schulte. Um, yeah, sometimes, especially on a Monday, my uh, my. Uh, brain gets caught uh programming note uh there'll be a 30 minute show tomorrow uh roy christensen will be on he is running for state legislature former city councilman and uh local audiologist uh a guy with uh calm thoughtful demeanor um you know i learn a lot from roy just in in how talking with people i've got a lot more to learn folks um wednesday there'll be no show and then thursday uh one of the shows if we can pull it off that i'm most excited about is uh trans activist natalie weiss will be on um i've invited her on to talk uh civil discourse and civility and communicating about tough hard issues um we both think that the city of lincoln could learn and and we're gonna try to lead we're gonna try to lead and 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 showcase how it's done even though, you know, we have a lot of different thoughts when it comes to the fairness ordinance. Uh, but one of the areas uh, we agree on is safety and security for all people and, and mental health issues. Uh, mental health is a big problem across a lot of fronts in our community. And uh, I hope that we have a great show with Natalie on Thursday. 1499 KLIN, Drive Time Lincoln. I'm Steve Rappaport. 
The White House looking for ways to lower gas prices after the crisis in Ukraine pushed prices up 45 cents in the past week. AAA reporting today a national average of $4.06 for a gallon of regular. Clearly, we will continue to have conversations with large oil producers and suppliers around the world about how to mitigate the impact and, and consider domestic options as well. Press Secretary Jen Psaki. One person killed and two critically wounded in a shooting outside a high school in Des Moines, Iowa. Police say potential suspects are in custody. And the Supreme Court refusing to review the decision to throw out Bill Cosby's conviction in a sexual assault case. Last year, Pennsylvania's highest court threw out the conviction, saying that the prosecutor who brought the case was bound by his predecessor's agreement not to charge Cosby in exchange for his testimony in a deposition. Fox caution as you move in and out of your neighborhoods. We do have some slick spots. Keeping you moving with time saver traffic. I'm Chris Lofgren. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, uh, March 7th, Monday, uh, 537. I will say I woke up this morning and was in complete shock that uh, there was snow on the ground. I don't. I usually pay attention to the weather forecast uh, because I'm an obsessive golfer, as I've explained. Um, but I, I did. I woke up and I thought I was in bizarro land because I didn't know where I was. And I was like, what in the world? And then, then you know, I just remembered. I live in the Midwest and snow can come at any time. Um, hey, we're on with uh, Matt Schulte, who's uh, running for county board. And um, as always, uh, all all candidates for anything are welcome to come on the show. You know the number, 402-479-1400. Call in or text in. We'll get you on the show. Reach out to me at uh, Commander Jack at KLN.com or anywhere on social media under Riggins underscore Jack. Um, I love for the candidates to come in and just talk shop so we, the people, get to understand their platforms a little better. Uh, Matt, this is always an interesting one, and I think it's good uh, when either incumbents or candidates come in. What does the county board do? <laughs> That's a great question. So the county board, um, you th- here's probably the best way I've come to think about it, is that the county board is the board that's in charge of taking your tax dollars and distributing them for county uses. So, for example, county jails. County jail doesn't have a line item on your property taxes. Um, county roads, county engineer, the election commissioner, all these kind of health and human search, county health department that one's not controversial at all the those things don't have a line item on your property tax instead the lancaster county has a line item on your property tax and so the county board is really a big part of what they're doing is in charge of dividing up the county dollars and appropriating them to the right places for county services so that's kind of the big thing yeah no it makes sense uh, and uh i think you know, when you break it down to line items on your tax form, some of it's easy to understand. But, uh, you know, county board is in charge of uh, prioritizing and divvying that mm-hmm. part of the tax money out. Um, I know longtime caller, longtime listener Richard had a question for you that you took off air. Yeah, uh, Richard wanna... Richard called in and asked a good question about um, bridges and culverts and stuff like that, infrastructure. And I guess I got too excited. I didn't finish my three kind of main points. My main points as I'm running is... Um, using our money wisely, being for the people, and then reprioritizing infrastructure is number three. And so I do believe we as a county do need to spend some more money on our infrastructure. I believe some ARPA funds are heading that direction to help out as well. I think that um, that is something that's very important. Uh, I think the count that any government has two real roles in our life, and that's to 
Number one, protect its citizen. And number two, provide for the common welfare of its citizens. And so I see this infrastructure as one of those big second things, providing for the common welfare is making sure we've got the infrastructure we need to get around safely, um, get water to its people, things like that. So infrastructure is a big big issue for me as well i wouldn't say that you got offline i would just say that's the format of the show it's the <laughs> it's the seinfeld of radio where we just make it up as we go that's right and uh every time somebody comes in here with something and, and you have not but other people come in with the pre-printed items to talk through uh we get that all tangled up really quick here on drive time lincoln because uh, why well we're just trying to have a conversation because that's how we actually communicate people i always say be very very wary of anybody that presents to you or comes to you with prepared statements mm-hmm. anytime there's prepared statements uh there's agendas being pushed period end of story now of course politicians and and people that are campaigning i mean they're gonna have some but uh you know i'll take the hit on that one of the things because i you know you're running as a republican conservative um and again you had been on school board but uh, CRT and health standards is a huge issue to parents and all folks around the state, but especially here in Lancaster County as well. Yeah. Yeah, those are, those are very big issues, that's for sure. And I think um, I obviously am opposed to those things being taught in our schools, at least at the level that, that there's presu- it's presumed to be taught. I was on the school board, mm-hmm. as you know, for a time, and so I had a chance to see a lot of stuff up front. I visited all 60 LPS buildings at that time. There's now a couple new schools that I have not yet visited, but I had the chance to visit. And I am not concerned about the curriculum. I had a chance to look at the sex ed curriculum. I dove into it pretty dang hard um, because at that time, and still today, Planned Parenthood was coming in and teaching in some of those health classes. And so I was really concerned about that stuff going on. The curriculum that LPS has is, is good. The problem is not the curriculum. Currently, the problem is activist teachers who are wanting to push forward an agenda in the classroom rather than stick to the curriculum that that needs to be taught. And so that's where I think a lot of the CRT and uh, comprehensive sex ed stuff issues are coming in Lincoln is the LPS board is right. It's not a part of the curriculum, but it is being taught. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I think, and and you're not the first person to kind of identify where the real problem is, uh, whether it be many, many parents that text or call the show or get a hold of me uh, offline or even my own children. Um, And that is that, you know, the crux of this, I think, is in activist teachers that Mm -hmm. um, bend, shape the curriculum to fit that agenda. And I think that's what's frustrating. And I think that, you know, as far as LPS goes and and all of us, you know, if we can identify the problem, we can begin to take steps, you know, to mitigate that, because that seems to be a common theme. Uh, One of the things uh, that, you know, it's so clear if you're following politics, but it doesn't get asked a lot. And that is you're running against an incumbent. Mm -hmm. So if you're running against an incumbent and you're part of the same party, uh, clearly you feel things could be being done uh, more efficiently, not only to represent the people, but to represent conservative values. So tell me some differences between you and the incumbent in uh, the county board that you're running against. So I would say a couple things come to mind on that. Number one is we should not in general, not be um, judging our elected officials based on their personality, but instead, I believe we should be judging them based on our platform. 
This is a Republican primary. Republicans have an agreed-upon platform that says these are the things we believe in, these are the things we desire to represent, and these are the things we're electing you to push forward. So I would tend to say we need to judge our elected officials, especially in an incumbent situation, based on their platform. A couple things come to my mind that I would really like to see change at the county board. Um, number one is, I mentioned earlier, over the last 10 years, county budget has increased 178% over inflation. That is indicative of not standing for fiscal responsibility, with the, which the Republican Party really fights for. I am a solid pro-life guy. Um, I don't see that necessarily being pushed forward right now, moved in advance forward. Um, I think there's a number of other th- just conservative values like that. I mentioned earlier that I um, stand with the people on their petition against this Title 11 um, stuff. I, I signed, I collected signatures. Actually, I... I'd take that a step further, further, and I'd say, in addition to my support of that, I'd like to see our local Republican elected officials, Richard McGinnis, Deb Shore, Roma Amundsen, speak loudly. Tell us your support or opposition to this petition, because we've elected you to represent us, and we're making it very clear 18,501 of us are behind this and think this shouldn't be happening. So are you listening or not? And so I am a solid conservative guy. Fiscal responsibility, pro-life issues um, are, are all what I would say some differences that we just need to measure our current elected officials based on the agreed upon platform, not not based on personality, not based on um, some other. I guess one other thing, we integrity is an issue, but that's not an issue in this race. Right. In other places, that has been an issue for sure. Yeah, again, we're on with uh, Matt Schulte running for county board. Uh, Rick Stein Recognition Hotline's open. Text line's open, 402-479-1400. If you want to ask Matt a question. Um, And, you know, I've had my same concerns on uh, conservative uh, elected officials not being out front and center, not using different platforms to make comments that I think are very um, platform-based, easy to to make so that the people are informed um so i guess what you're saying is that if if elected um i can expect you to be front and center and talking about these issues because governance never stops there'll always be controversial issues there'll always be issues that uh you know are uh difficult within the platform of what you believe in and, and what the people who elect you believe in yep yeah there's always there's there's a chance for conflict in there for sure and i I guess I would say, yes, that is my plan. I would also point back to the history and say, when I was on the school board, I stood for those things as well. And so I look forward to bringing those to the county board. One of the things, it's it's more of a sideboard, but I know you've been around it, and I think it's interesting. I think I know for me it was new, is that um, the political process, even within the parties, um, does have a constitution, does have essentially a way of functioning. And you mentioned platform items and values. Um those are also subject to change within each county and, you know, state party, national party, correct? Yeah, there's always a chance for change and there's always little changes being made happen um, and on all those things. For sure, I, for sure, we've seen some of those happen locally and nationally over the last few years. So. Yeah. There haven't been any major ones. No, not major. It's, it's more addressing small, immediate issues, some more tuning of the of the platform rather than real major changes. Yeah, tweaks, I like to call it. Like you would see, for example, some county, some Republican platforms have adopted pro-election security 
kind of language. Sure. Right? Like that wasn't an issue 10 years ago. Yeah, I, I know that uh, locally here they adopted something very similar to that. And you're right, that wasn't an issue anybody was looking at. Um, one of the things I want to say, folks, um, in the kind of a pause from Matt real quick is I've been researching some really interesting stuff um, with the war on Ukraine. And we'll get to it later in the week uh, when we find a gap. But uh, look it up. It's called the Azov Battalion or Division. And, you know, uh, depending on the writings, it... it it certainly has some neo-Nazi, Nazi undertones, and I think that it's a it's an interesting subset of the war in Ukraine going on. And I've been asked to research it and kind of provide my experience working with all kinds of groups um, uh, throughout the world, and I find it interesting. Um, essentially, a group inside of Ukraine that works for their government that is fighting against the Russians. Uh, but maybe, or maybe not, has a, a pretty interesting, maybe not so good past. Um, and I, I have at least been able to confirm that. But that would probably be at least uh, when somebody leaves me alone in the studio, that uh, we're going to cover that uh, in the near future, without a doubt. Uh, Matt Schulte, looking forward, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let, let's take the time to get to know you a little bit more personally. Okay. Um, you know, you kind of mentioned... Uh, your background and and everything, but uh, you know where you're working, what your passions are, sure. family life, or anything that a candidate wants to get out there, so the people will know you better. <laughs> so I am the executive director of Campus Life Youth for Christ here in town. Uh, been there for about eleven years. I was originally born in Lincoln. Moved to Grand Island, graduated high school in Grand Island. Then I was out of state for a few years and moved back to Lincoln 11 years ago to take this role at Campus Life um, because as we were started to raise our family, we wanted to bring them home a little closer to grandparents, a little closer to some of the uh, Midwest family values that we hold dear, wanted to make sure we're instilling in our kids. And during that time, we launched a program called Parent Life, which is for pregnant parenting teens. Actually, I... I really assessed myself and said, if I'm going to be pro-life, then I can't just vote that way. I need to do something about it. So we uh, kind of adopted, relaunched this, launched this program called Parent Life to help pregnant and parenting teens succeed. And then as well, we launched a program that um, provides a chaplaincy and volunteers inside the deten county detention center. So I've been a longtime volunteer inside the county uh, youth facility. And that's part of my storied interest in running for the Lancaster County Board is just wanting to be further involved with the with the county jails and county youth detention center. So, um, so anyways, Youth for Christ Campus Life. I've got four kids, two middle school, two elementary kids, and a beautiful wife. So, no, oh, they're all gonna be uh, you know talking about you when you get home and you mention the kids or the wife on air uh, <laughs> you get a you get a shout out well and they deserve it they get more accolade it's here's the thing politics is a family game this is not just a one person gets in and does it kind of thing it impacts the whole family and so i really appreciate their willingness and support um, as i've gone out to put my name out for this office i think we need some change in our local government and that Lancaster County Board is a place where I can see my my skills and my passion fitting. Would love to earn your vote. I really appreciate the support and encouragement of the hundreds and thousands of people that have reached out so far. So again, Matt Schulte running for the Lancaster County Board. Would love your vote. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, uh, Travis Filing and Deb Shore, uh, give me a call. Come back on. I mean, I, uh, again, I'm, I don't play favorites. I just take whoever calls and wants to be on the air. 
Um, you know, and that same goes for Jim Pillen. I'm still waiting for Jim Pillen. I think we've had every other governor, a gubernatorial candidate. That's a good word, gubernatorial. That's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. Uh, it's a word I can safely say I've never heard until I've been producer of this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's, 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 yeah, it's an interesting word. Uh, you know, we're waiting there, but, uh, you know, just because we tend to lean, you know, conservative uh, news talk on this show doesn't mean, you know, if you're a Democratic or independent candidate that we won't have you on. I, I, I truly believe in uh, the people getting to hear all sides so that they can be an informed voter. And I appreciate Matt, you know, coming on to share, you know, not only your platform, but as we've gotten more news over the last couple months, uh, some thoughts on some of the things going on in the city and county. Yep, I, I appreciate too. I appreciate having an open mic, and uh, you do a great job of engaging the community and listening. And so, keep asking good questions, Jack. Would you? Well, push I, us. Don't just let us say what we want to say. Well, I'll give you one right now. I'll okay. give you one right now. P- Hope. How, there are a lot of people that don't necessarily feel they feel it's too hyperpartisan in Lincoln, Nebraska. How, how do we get hope back, and how do we get back to where we're communicating, solving community-wide problems? Well, that's a good question. We do need to listen more. We, as individuals and as groups, we need to be able to engage and have conversations. And so I want to encourage you to do that. I, like you said, anybody's welcome out here. I, I would show up at any event, opponent or proponent, as long as there's a chance to give it, get out there and share and listen. And so I would gladly do that as well in my campaign. Perfect. Uh, Matt Schulte running for county board. Uh, we're finishing up a Monday. We'll come on back. Uh, finish Another up. shot of it in my 10-day outlook tonight on Channel 8 News at 10. I'm Storm Alert Team Chief Meteorologist John DeSauer. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Uh, Chris Lofgren from the uh, traffic... Booth, traffic alert, traffic somewhere. There's a traffic update. 84th and Vine, there's an accident south of the intersection. Watch for slowdowns and watch for ice, folks. Watch for ice. Got an interesting uh, text today. Somebody was like, oh, my God, there's going to be 8 to 10 inches of snow. No, I. at least according to weatherchannel.com, we're looking at 1 to 3 inches of snow midweek. Um but that was awful scary to think about. You know, I don't know. Well, then again, here, I'm looking right here on KLIN. It says three to six inches. Carla James, our very own Carla James here on KLIN, says potentially three to six inches. Here's the deal, folks. Get prepared for some snow in March. Um, I think I remember a May snowstorm at one point in my life growing up uh, here in Nebraska. Actually, I was living in Lincoln. And I was in college. Uh, whew. Monday, tomorrow. We will have Roy Christensen on um, just for 30 minutes because that's all the time the uh, nice people at NRG Media are going to give me tomorrow. Um, we'll be discussing his candidacy uh, for state legislature. Um, if you'll recall, he's a former councilman. On uh, Wednesday, there is no show, so I'm going to owe you a third whatever Wednesday. And uh, Thursday, trans activist Natalie Weiss will be on, and we're going to showcase civil discourse and how we talk about hard things uh, from opposite sides of, you know, the spectrum. But there's a lot of commonalities, and I think that's the key. You know, even Matt Schulte was talking about it. You know, the way forward in Lincoln is is us communicating and us talking and identifying problems. Um, hey, I, I'm not going to hide the fact. I, I've been bad at that. I have 
I've probably alienated myself with some of my views at times. Um, but again, if you don't reach across the aisle, you don't.